0: This is the Budget-Minded Traveler Podcast, episode 35.
1: Welcome to the Budget-Minded Traveler Podcast, your source for the tips and tactics that will inspire and equip you to travel the world. And the best part? It won't break your bank. And now, the Budget-Minded Traveler herself and your host, Jackie LaLainen.
0: All right, welcome to episode 35 of the Budget Money Traveler podcast. Thanks for tuning in today. We have a great interview for you guys today. Um, but before we get into that, just a couple of things. First of all, the if you were listening last week, you heard me mention the podcast awards. The nomination period is extended to February 6th. So if you haven't nominated your favorite podcasts, <clears throat> wink, wink yet. You still have time to do that. Go to podcastawards.com. And there is a travel category if you want to nominate the Budget-Minded Traveler for Best Travel Podcast. And I would be super honored if you guys would do that for me and I will let you know if I get in and you know then we can start voting but right now it's just nominations and if you want to do that podcastawards.com and thank you in advance and second um we're actually trying something new today this is well and by we I guess I mean I but this is pretty cool so for the interview I actually recorded it on video as well. So there is a video clip that goes with this episode. It's not the entire length of the episode. It's glimpses of it, just five minutes. But if you want to see what it looks like for me to do an interview, you can watch the video. It's on the show notes page at thebudgetmindedtraveler.com slash 35. And on that note, you may hear some things that you wouldn't normally hear. You know, she introduces her dog a couple of times. It's because we were on video. And so check out the video so you can meet Carl because he's adorable. And uh, that might explain some of the other things that you might hear. So, All right. So today we have Paula Froelich, who is happens to be my friend and the editor-in-chief of Yahoo Travel. She is also the New York Times bestselling author of the novel Mercury in Retrograde. She was a gossip columnist at the New York Post uh, gossip column page six for 10 years. So you may have heard about her before. She also has a show on Yahoo Travel called Abroad Abroad, (laughs) which you should definitely check out. But We brought Paula on today to basically talk about her journey as a woman in travel. And basically, she's going to tell us about how she's been, how she you know, found herself kind of stuck in a rut and not doing the things she wanted to do and how she got back to what matters, which I think we can all relate to. And so this is Paula's story and uh, her muse was travel. So we'll go ahead and get into the interview now. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm happy to say we have the one and only Paula Froelich on the line with us today. <laughs> and as you have heard, I've already said that Paula is the head honcho over at Yahoo Travel. And um, so, Paula, thank you so much for agreeing to come on the show today. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm so
1: What? Also, by the way, special guest. <laughs> Paula broader <brought> dog. <laughs> She's so the cute. Yahoo Travel mascot. So
0: you must be at home right now?
1: No, I'm actually in the office. You're in the um, office. Okay. Yeah. Big windows, unfortunately, are not in my house. I live mm. in New York. so. Gotcha. So, so you
0: are in New York at the moment. I was going to ask you because um, I'm sure you've been all over the world and back, like within the last week.
1: So we're, <laughs> actually, well, you know, January was a little slow for me. Oh, was it? Yeah. I only went to San Moritz, Switzerland, and then I went to a conference yeah. in Salt Lake City. Mm -hmm. and I shoot I think that's all I did why would you do that to yourself (laughs) I know it's so crazy balls right (laughs) um don't worry I'm making up for it in February so where are you going next I am going to um Seattle tomorrow just for a quickie and then I go to England for a week in February which yay great (laughs) idea um and then I'm going to Malawi and Zambia at the end of the month wow Yeah, that sounds amazing. Oh, I'm excited.
0: Yep, probably not a bad time to get out of New York either, huh?
1: No. No. Oops. Sorry. See you February in New York. I'm going to Malawi and Zambia. Goodbye. Kidding. Uh, mm. So I want to. Okay, before we go back
0: in time, though, because I actually really want to do know, like, you know, where where you came from and how you got into traveling and everything in the first place. But Mm. why don't you tell us a little about your life right now? You know, I mean, we know you travel a lot, but tell us about, you know, Yahoo Travel and what you do there and your show because people might not know.
1: Totally. Well, I'm the editor in chief of Yahoo Travel. And I also do a show called Abroad Abroad, which is it's like a female adventure travel show. It's, you know, we We go to some places that you think you might know. Like I was just in Miami, but we find like the dive restaurants that every, all the locals know, but that you don't know. And we have to tell you where they are and show you because otherwise you're never going to find them. Or, you know, I went to Afghanistan skiing and we have some shows from there and it's just, you know, about like women do this stuff, you know, and a lot of people, it's really super frustrating because, and especially in major media, and I was told for years, you know, women don't do this, women don't do this. And I was like, dude, I travel all the time and all I see are women. Mm-hmm. And then I also got, well, you know what? Women need a buddy, because you need a buddy for a buddy show. Women can't carry a, their sh- a show on their own. I actually heard that as well. And I was like, wow. really, dude? All right, well, women do travel solo. for the solo. challenge, yeah. Thank you. Well, 73% of women in the States, according to booking.com, are going to travel solo in 2015. 66% of women traveled solo last year. And so it's just kind of like, basically I got frustrated. I was out there talking to people and trying to get something going and nobody would give me the time of day. So I went out and did it myself Mm -hmm. with the help of Yahoo, obviously. But Yahoo was great. And they liked it. I got the job because I started a website called Abroad Abroad, Around this time last year, mm-hmm. and in three three and a half weeks, I got fifty five thousand uniques, which wow. is kind of insane. And I was like, and with no publicity, I didn't. I just put it out on social, and I was like, social
0: media, huh. right? Mm-hmm. For those who aren't so technically inclined, yeah. although it's yeah. not a new platform, just social media in general.
1: Uh, <laughs> social dot um, And it did really well. And then I also got really fed up because I had taken another meeting where someone was trying to tell me what was going on, you know, what women didn't do and what the landscape was like. And so I got pissed off and I did my research and I hired an infographic person and I did an infographic on just where the money was coming from. FYI, women are responsible for 85% of travel decisions. And where it was coming from, who was actually doing the traveling, and you know, you get up, you get things like the average adventure traveler is a forty-seven-year-old woman, not a twenty-seven-year-old dude in a Red Bull commercial, Mm -hmm. you know. And you're like, "All right, that's cool." So I put up my own stats and put that out. Then Mm -hmm. I did. I used that to do a piece in Newsweek where I was like, "All right, the forgot, you know, like the ignored demographic, yeah,
0: the people who are actually doing something, the ignored demographic."
1: Yeah, the people mm-hmm. are actually doing something. The people have the money and the time and the interest in tra- and doing things, and they're being super ignored. You know, we are ignored, and it's annoying. So, I'm sorry, my dog is getting a little restless. I love it. They, okay. um, but it was, you know, so that was my ethos. And then I met Yahoo, and they were like, we like you. And I said, I like you, too. Cool. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: okay. Awesome. So, you, and you travel a lot. Obviously, you just gave us your travel itinerary for February, But we know Mm -hmm. it wasn't always like this. So how did you even get into traveling in the first place? What was like, what inspired you and how old were you?
1: Well, I was born in England and then my family briefly lived in Saudi Arabia. And then I grew up mostly in Ohio and Kentucky. I went to college, but I always grew up with stories. And then my mother was also, she was a first, second and third grade teacher. So there were a lot of books in the house but not just books, like all of our fairy tales were like the Italo Calvino fairy tales, you know, or we read all of the Scheherazade stories. And so it makes you, you know, it's your imagination goes crazy. And so I always wanted to see those places. And also I grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio. And while I love it now, it was one of those anywhere but here kind of places, you know, growing up. So it was just, it was just one of those things. And I went to college and then I went to England and after England, uh, because I have a British passport because I was born there and You're after so Eng-
0: lucky for that,
1: I used to be until Tony Blair, uh, ruined it for all the Brits pretty oh, much. Really? Well, yeah, it used to be, you could travel all over the world and everyone liked the Brits and ever since Tony Blair, not so much.
0: Oh yeah. But you've still got the passport. I mean, that's, that's yeah. so golden. I mean, mean, wow. Yeah. I would love to
1: have a passport. No, you're right. I can work all over Europe. I was Mm -hmm. just thinking in my mind, like, you know, you used to be able to travel on a British passport places that you couldn't go on an American passport, Mm -hmm. you know? So anyway, the point is I went after England. I went to – I didn't want to go home. I didn't know what else to do. So I had $1,500, and I went to India with my best friend, and we just stayed till the money went out around six months later. Wow. So it was super dirt cheap, and it was amazing, and I loved it. And I remember just being like, oh. And I came, and I I eventually moved back to New York, or moved to New York. But I got a job, and I did like interest rate swaps and over-the-counter derivatives for for uh, Institutional Investor and Dow Jones. Then I ended up being a gossip columnist because I met someone who knew someone. And this was kind of the problem with my career is that I was in journalism, but everything I'd been in, I just kind of lucked into. I didn't, I never specifically said, I want this, boom, let's do this, you know. So I I fell into being a gossip columnist and it was all right for a couple of years, but it was also golden handcuffs. You know, you start doing TV, you start making money, you start, you know, you can go anywhere. Mm -hmm. You can just call up, hey, I want to come into this place tonight. I want to go here, you know. But it eventually, uh, I became really miserable. And for a lot of reasons, there was a lot of stuff going on. I've written about it. Um, but I just became miserable. And I was like, this is not what I want to do with the rest of my life. You know, I just don't want to do this. And so I quit. And I spent the next four and a half years as a freelancer. And the first three months were really difficult because I was just like shell-shocked. I had no idea. I was like, what the hell? hell am I going to do? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And, um, finally one day I got sick of myself and I was like, you know what? Done. Um, when was the last time you were cool? Cause I know you're cool. You're just not cool right now, but I know that you're cool inside. And when was the last time that you were cool? And the, when was the last time that you felt good about yourself? Mm-hmm. When was the last time you really, and I just thought of India and I was like, all right, let's go travel a little bit. Oh, that's and so I awesome. Have, yeah, and I have Carl, so I couldn't go for very long spurts, um, which is good, because then it, I can't, it kept me a little bit grounded. But, yeah, um,
0: and Carl's the dog, for those of you who might have, might have missed that,
1: <laughs> her dog, oh,
0: who's sitting on her lap right now. If you're only listening to this, we are doing this on video, so
1: yeah. <laughs> he's so cute. And he is the, he's like a canine unicorn. He's like so- the most magical guy ever. <laughs>
0: I, I totally get that. I have a dog, too. He's a little bit bigger than Carl. He's about 100 pounds, as opposed to Carl's probably 10 pounds. But. You know what, though? I love
1: big dogs. I just don't like big poops. <laughs> well, and that's one especially way to Especially it. in New York, right? Yeah. Well, I would because say in New York. Different. You could just be like, go, run, buddy. Take a yeah. dookie you, know, no, nobody... you
0: don't want to have a big dog in New York. No way. Like we live in Montana and it's like perfect for him. But, but, you totally. know, it's really hard to travel with a dog. What do you do with him? Cause you travel so much. I mean, it's not like, it's not like mm. you want to, you can't just give him up. You know, obviously you want him at home,
1: but you travel so often. What do you do? Well, it's a little bit of a unique situation. Um, so I, during the four and a half years when I quit my job, it, um, I got to know my neighbors and by neighbors, I mean everyone on my street. And so my block is bookended by a church and a convent. And I actually had somebody once call me up who was watching Carl and she was really upset. And I was like, what's going on? And she was like, I just got accosted by two priests on your street. And I was like, what are you talking about? And apparently they saw her walking Carl and they go, excuse me, is that call for all the, is that call? And she was like, yeah, it is. And they're like, where's Paula? Does Paula know that you're walking, Carl? Are you allowed to walk, Carl? Wait, what is going on here? And she was like, oh, my God. You know. But it's great. Awesome. Everyone looks out for it, you know. And then I have one neighbor on my street who's a true angel, this woman named Deb. And she's got two dogs. And I needed someone to watch my dogs because dog watching in New York is insanely expensive. And I wouldn't have this job without Deb. And... You know, I just said that my ex-boyfriend was, like, not going to watch Carl anymore. And I was, like, I don't know what to do. Like, I've got this gig. And she was, like, I'll take him. Mm -hmm. And I was, like, I don't have any money. She was, like, I don't care. I love your dog. Mm -hmm. So she takes him. Then um, she had a friend who was just going through a rough part in his life. And so he sleeps on her couch. And now when I go for long times, um, he comes over and sleeps at my place. So... I always joke that a homeless guy watches uh, my dog,
0: which <laughs> um, he does. I have I, seen a picture that had something to do with that, and I didn't get the joke, so, so
1: that makes uh, sense yeah. no. I, pay him, I pay him a stipend a month, and he watches Carl and mm-hmm. cleans my apartment. It's and such an It important all works thing. out uh, amazingly for me. Deb gets some quiet mm-hmm. time, and this guy gets an apartment yeah. to, like, yeah. you know, chill out in.
0: You know, I'm convinced that things do work out. You know, you just have to kind of put oh, yourself so. out there, and things work out.
1: Were you, when you, they totally work out. Yeah. When you did your job,
0: when you first quit, Uh did you have a plan or did you just screw it and leave your job because you were unhappy?
1: I had no plan. In fact, I was in the middle of pretty much a complete nervous breakdown. Um, My body broke down. The last year I was at my job, I had the flu, I think, three times and the bronchitis four times. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also had some other health issues like my and I had three doctors tell me to quit.
0: Wow. So So, it's time to listen. So quit your job and travel. Did you start traveling at that time, too?
1: No, I did not because I was in such a bad way. Mm-hmm. I literally just shut my bedroom door. If Carl had not, if I did not have Carl, I would not have left my apartment at all for three months. Mm-hmm. Um, so because I did have Carl, I had to walk him and that got me to meet my neighbors. And then, yeah. you know, so it was definitely, you know, I mean, it was, it was a rough time, you know, but yeah. it definitely yeah. led me to much better places.
0: And how did you start traveling again? I mean, I know you kind of decided to, but did you have money saved up? Like, how did you afford oh, yes, I to did. travel?
1: Yeah, okay. I did. I knew I was leaving that job three years before I left. Oh, and geez. I saved every red penny. Okay. And I scrimped, I saved, I did whatever, and I saved. And by the time I got this job, I had, I think, $300 left in the bank account. Wow. So it wow. was good. Getting- so that money harder. lasted
0: you, like, the whole time? Well, and through your freelance gigs? basically, Uh right? That's pretty impressive. When you put your mind to something, you know, that it worked for you.
1: A hundred percent. You don't, you know, like the excuse of I can't afford it or this excuse of travel as a luxury is no longer an excuse.
0: Oh yeah. No, it's definitely not. I mean, that's my entire platform that I stand on. So I'm with you on that one. What about when you've been on the road, what is it? About traveling that gets you. I can Obviously, you it.
1: love it. Otherwise, you wouldn't be the,
0: the editor in chief of Yahoo
1: Travel. 100%. I'm, I'm actually evangelical about it, but I'm also, for many reasons, one thing I always say, and it does sound trite, and it is a trite saying, but I can't help it because it's true. You know, there was this time in college when I was really stressed out and anxiety ridden. I was in Emory in Atlanta. And somebody drove me to Stone Mountain and we walked to the top of Stone Mountain and I looked down and it just felt like a release because Atlanta was just so small in the distance and it was just right there. And I just felt like, oh, that thing, that thing that was just standing in front of me, breathing down my neck, is just so tiny right now, you know? And for me, that's what travel does. In order to see something clearly, often you have to get out of the situation and you have to really just look at it from all sides. But also the other thing is, is that in this day and age of full connectivity and we are constantly connected and we are always, meep, 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 you know, On our phones. it's actually, ins- it's, it's actually a lot lonelier. We are all, you know, a lot of studies have been done that we're lonelier now than we've ever been before. And to get out there and to have a minute to think, to turn things off and to turn down the music and to turn off the you know the headsets and just to look for a minute and be like huh what do I really think about that you know and actually read a book or talk to somebody next to you you know like I met one of my really good friends um I wasn't coming back I'm from a book tour stop and he was just wigging out he was not happy because they had just announced that the plane was going to be delayed for two hours And he was just going bonkers. And I just put my hand on his arm and I was like, it's going to be okay. And he was like, how do you know that? I'm going to miss my connection to London. I'm going to miss my connection. I have to go to Tel Aviv and da, da, da. And I go, what airport? You were going into JFK. You flying out of it? He goes, yeah. And I go, that's a great airport to get stuck at. And randomly, I just went through the benefits of JFK, which first time I think anyone's ever done that. But, you know, (laughs) JFK. I was like, whatever. Um, And by the end of it, he was like, and they're boarding the plane. He goes, give me your ticket. And I go, what? Freak? And he was like, I'm betting you're not in first class, and I am. And I want to give you my ticket. And I go, sure, why? And he goes, you just made me feel so much better, and I just want to thank you. Oh, my gosh. He goes, and you look exhausted. And I fell asleep twice while talking to him, like just because I was so tired. And he was like, just get some sleep, have an ice cream Sunday. Oh. And I was like, all right, no, no, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, you I can say, say yes to that. that. <laughs> um, so we went, and it turns out, I mean, he's turned into a pretty good friend of mine. We talk all, you know, we used to talk a lot more, but, you know, life gets in the way. Mm-hmm. But, and it's just, it can make a difference. Just turn into the person next to you and being like, what's mm-hmm. up? Or it's going to be okay, or I'll listen to you. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's so true. You never know who you're going to meet like on the plane. I meet the most amazing people on planes. And there are still those days when I don't want to meet the person next to me. You know, I just want to sit and be quiet and not talk to anyone. But it's almost like whenever you want that opportunity, it's there and you can Mm -hmm. meet somebody new or have
1: I don't know. So I would just say, really read someone's body language because if they don't want to be talking to you, you best not yeah. talk to them.
0: Well, the earplugs, the headphones, like those are good signs. Like, just stay out. Oh, I've for still now. had
1: people talk to me, and I'm like,
0: uh huh, uh huh, yeah. Fake that you're pausing your music and having to close your book, and
1: <laughs> it's happened before. Definitely. I've been grumpy. <laughs> I think we've all been there. That's
0: I true. have, I have not had, I've not been given a a first class seat by another passenger though i think that's pretty awesome that must have made you feel pretty awesome
1: i did i did feel pretty i was like oh i love you thank you
0: so one last question for you because i know you're short on time but what kind of advice would you give to people considering travel maybe those people who think that it's still a luxury or think that it's you know that they can't afford to do it what advice would you give them
1: well, it depends because are you talking about long-term travel or are you talking about a vacation or are you talking about just taking a hot minute off? Yes. I mean all of it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Anything. I mean sometimes all you need is to make a pl- is to, you know, make a plan and then put it into action. You know, mm-hmm. take a long weekend if that's what you need. I mean, I love going international, which hopefully you're not going to go for a long weekend international because that could be a little bit of a waste of money, but for all of those, you know, who are I mean, what would you, what would you
1: say? I just think it's important to get out of the familiar. Mm-hmm. So it can be something like an hour away. It doesn't have to be a day away, you know, mm-hmm. get out of the familiar and pretend you're on an adventure and that will bring out all these things that I was talking about. You know, it brings, it brings out boldness. It brings out your bravery. It brings out, take a step out of the, out of the norm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and forge a new path, if only for a weekend. Mm-hmm.
0: It's so necessary, and sometimes I think people may need just those baby steps, yeah, even if it's also, only for a weekend, and then build totally.
1: And it. also understand that, like you know, American society is one of the only first-world societies where they don't do something like a gap year. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. where they don't. You're expected to go straight from high school to college, college to work. Work to getting married, have kids back to work, and then possibly at some point in the future you might retire. You know? And you're like, What? And then is? yeah. It's like a really horrible gig.
0: Yeah, and then uh, your health is failing and you're not as adventurous as you used well,
1: to be, and this is when you're supposed to go travel. Totally. And mm-hmm. you're like kinda of pissed off, as you should be. Yeah. You know. So it's definitely, you know, one of those.
0: I think that's great advice. Thank you for that. So
1: if people want Thank to you. find you, where uh-huh. should they go? Well, they should definitely check out my show, Abroad Abroad. You go on yahoo.travel.com or yahoo.com slash travel or abroadabroad.com. Awesome. You pretty much can't escape me if you go to those three places.
0: <laughs> That's right. Oh. You're kind of everywhere. Or you could
1: do Twitter. I'm at p It's like J-Lo, but not. p Same on Instagram <laughs> or my yeah. Facebook page facebook.com well, slash paula Brolich.
0: awesome well congrats to you i mean i know it's been almost a year Thank now you. and yahoo travel is incredibly successful that's so amazing i know there was just a article recently that kind of went over your journey in yahoo travel and that yahoo travel is now the number two website travel website in well the, US. We're
1: the number two travel website only behind TripAdvisor, but we're the number one content website it's crazy content. it's so yeah. awesome so TripAdvisor is user-generated, and it's not necessarily, like, articles and whatever. Yeah, right, It, it right. isn't articles. What am I saying? Not necessarily. Right. <laughs> um, so, you know, we're the number one. It's yeah. amazing. Awesome. And it's just really great, you know. It's really affirming. Well, I can
0: see it on you. It looks good on you.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Even though we're wearing to make and we're coming out of a blizzard that wasn't <laughs> That's I was great. just laughing. I was like, in the Midwest, this is called a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, in <laughs>
0: Montana, I know. It's, it's, yeah, there are jokes, but we
1: won't go there. That's okay.
0: Well, you'll be out of here before, before you know it. So, no snow for you anyway, right?
1: No, no. no.
0: <laughs> it's better yeah. that way. It's better that way.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm not really a winter sports lady, even yeah. though I keep doing skiing things. I keep thinking one day I'll wake <laughs> up and I'll be good at it. I'm not.
0: I keep thinking that one day I'll wake up and I want to do it again and it hasn't happened either. So yeah.
1: I'm with you. Ugh.
0: That's why we love to travel. It's okay for us to be gone in the winter. <laughs> yeah.
1: Totally. i know. I'm like, oh, look, it's snowing. Bye. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been Thanks fun for talking having to you. Me. And, I appreciate uh, congrats, it. Anytime. Yeah. Congrats with all your successes and we'll chat with you again soon. Thank yeah. you. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Paula Froelich from Yahoo Travel. I think that, you know, we can probably all find some inspiration in the fact that we've all at one time or another, you know, done something that we didn't want to be doing. And basically getting back to what does inspire us, you know, in my case it's travel as well. In your case it's probably travel as well, you know, and if it takes baby steps to get there, then start putting those baby steps into action, you know, and and get there. Even if it means that you have to travel solo. I mean, Like Paula said, a lot of women especially are gonna travel solo this year. And, you know, it's not it's not a good enough excuse not to go. I mean, I've been there. I've done the solo travel and you can do it too, you know, if if that's what it takes to to make it happen. So I hope that you guys can, you know, be inspired by this and figure out how you can make it happen. And one last reminder, the notes from this page where you can find Paula, all of the links and all of that are going to be on the slash 35 for episode 35. That's the show notes page. And you can watch the video there, five minute video to see what Paula looks like and see us chatting with each other on Skype. And that's it for today. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Check out the slash 35 for notes and the video and nominate me for the podcast awards, please and thank you. See you guys next time.